This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Talk weather. That's what we do on these big days, these big news days. We talk weather. Let me see in Boston right now. It is 71 degrees and sunny. Um, humidity, 48% dew point. I never, I don't even know what that is. Dew point, 51 degrees right now. You got a visibility of 19 miles. That's pretty good. Uh, use sun protection, says my weather app. Uh, looks like a, it's going to be a good day. Uh, no, no rain in the forecast until Friday. So it's a beautiful summer week. Um, that's all I got. That's all I got. Yeah. Any thoughts on the weather, Ironhead? How is it in New Hampshire? Um, shout out, 69 degrees here in Hudson, New Hampshire. Ooh, nice. That is excellent. Um, excellent. Um, okay, that's uh, almost a minute. Well, we just made it a minute. Now what? Now, um, oh, niceties. Do you want to talk some niceties? Sure. Oh, that's a nice shirt you have on there, Ironhead. That's a nice shirt. It's a nice day. Mm-hmm. You're wearing a nice summer shirt. Um um, if I may be so, uh, if I may be so bold, Jerry, that is a really nice hat you have on. Oh, thank you. You like my Shea hat? People love the Shea hat. Uh, that's uh, a minute twenty. Okay, now what? <laughs> that's the weather and our niceties. That is the Democrat response to the biggest political scandal in American uh, history. That is their excuse. That is their explanation that Joe Biden, when he talked to Hunter Biden's business partners, he just talked about the weather and niceties and they didn't talk business. That's the best they got. Dan Goldman, this absolute slime ball congressman who bought a seat in Congress uh, went before the cameras and actually said that, of course he was sweating profusely and, and stammering and stuttering when he said it, but that's his job. He's the new Adam Schiff. His job is to stand before the cameras and lie to the country. That's what we got. I got up, I got up extra early today just to watch the media reaction. It is glorious. We got it all today. We got it all. This is going to be good. We have MSNBC claiming Joe, excusing Joe for, uh, for whatever his, um, his participation in these schemes because he was grieving the loss of his other son, Bo Biden. So, you know, people grieve in different ways. You can't tell someone how to mourn, I always say. (laughs) And in this case, Joe Biden mourned the loss of his son by taking bribes, selling out the country, peddling influence, and making tens of millions of dollars for his family. You know, that's some people grieve in weird ways. That's how Joe Biden grieved. And CNN uh, will get to, they, they want you to think Joe didn't sell access. Hunter didn't sell access to Joe. Joe didn't sell access to his office of, of vice president. It was the illusion of access, uh, access, the illusion. It was just an illusion. It wasn't real. The, the, the tens of millions of dollars that was funneled through 20 shell companies and, and went to nine different Biden family members just an illusion. If you listen to CNN, I guess I should give them credit because many of the mainstream media outlets don't even mention this. <laughs> New York times has one story on its homepage. I believe it was seven or eight stories about Trump. One story saying Joe Biden never talked business <laughs> with his son's business partners. It was just weather and niceties that I, and of course the Boston globe never let you down. Not one story about this. It is August 1st, 2023, and there is no longer 
any debate. There's no longer any gray area here. Joe Biden is the most corrupt president in United States history. Joe Biden sold out the country. It is indisputable at this point. It, uh, the, the media are doing their best. They are trying to spin this. They're trying to deflect and protect the criminal in the White House. But yesterday's bombshell testimony from Devin Archer uh, about Joe Biden's involvement in their schemes and their dirty dealings around the country was laid out. And all you're going to hear from Democrats is just pathetic, desperate spin. And, and the media as well. They got nothing else. There is just nothing. They, they, they have an impossible job. I'll defend them again. Their job, if you're at the New York Times or CNN or MSNBC, your job is to make this go away and it gets harder and harder every day. Your job is to lie on behalf of the criminal in the White House. That gets harder and harder and every day. Just it, it becomes impossible at this point. And the uh, House Oversight Committee, they're just getting warmed up. <laughs> they got a long way to go. They're calling other witnesses. I'm not sure why they don't call Hunter Biden. I'll try to figure that out and get back to you. But uh, Devin Archer testifying that, yes, Joe Biden was on phone calls. Yes, Joe Biden met with these scumbags from foreign countries, adversarial countries, and Joe Biden profited. Joe Biden's family profited. Um, There is nothing more ridiculous than Democrats and media saying uh, there's just no evidence to link Joe Biden to these crimes or to these schemes. No evidence. I'm at a loss, honest to God, to find out how how there could be more evidence. I mean, I guess he could confess. They they have. I've never seen anything like it. We've we've lived through scandals in this country. We lived through Watergate and Iran Contra and Joe and and Monica's blue dress and the various Obama Obama scandals, Fast and Furious, the IRS scandal. We are, our last president got impeached twice. This is just just mind boggling. He was impeached once. Impeached. The guy who led the impeachment, Dan Goldman. He was the lawyer for the Democrats who went after Trump and impeached him for asking Zelensky to look into the corruption at Burisma. That was Donald Trump's job. He was obliged to do that. They impeached him for it. Why Joe Biden hasn't already impeached, been impeached is beyond me, but I guess it's summertime. They're going on vacation. The whole Congress is heading out. So we'll have to wait. But the idea that the last guy was impeached for asking the Ukrainians to look into the corruption at Burisma involving the Bidens, that was impeachable. But actually participating, facilitating the corruption at uh, Burisma, that's not. Man, you really have to twist yourself into a pretzel to make this go away, to explain this away. Not that Dan Goldman, this absolute scumbag congressman from New York, not that he wasn't trying. He was the only uh, Democrat in the room when Devin Archer answered the questions yesterday. He came out, ran to the cameras, and attempted to spin it. And I'm just going to say, it didn't go so great. If you're a Biden sycophant, this isn't your best front man here, Dan Goldman. Really not. The new Adam Schiff, just stand before the cameras and lie, lie, lie. He did that. He did his best. But let's just uh, listen. And you tell me if this convinced anybody. Go ahead. 
So, so to confirm, you're saying that the speakerphone conversations, they don't seem concerning to you because there was no specifics about business, and it just seemed like it was clear that it was clear that it was as part of the daily conversations that Hunter Biden had with his father. Um, and it was and, and sounded like most of the time uh, now President Biden didn't even know who the people he was at dinner. He was just asked to say hello. Uh, and he would, you know, talk about the, the way he described it several times. They asked over and over and over. He described what the weather was, how, uh, how, what's going on on your end. He, the, the witness was very, very consistent that none of those conversations ever had to do with any business dealings or transactions. They were purely what he called casual conversations. Here's what's going to happen. They're going to release the transcript, hopefully later this week. That will be proven to be a lie. But again, that doesn't matter. They have no choice. They have to stand there and lie. Talking about the weather, if, if you recall the, the, the uh, emails that uh, Hillary Clinton wrecked, you know, they were about yoga. The conversation that uh, Joe, uh, Bill Clinton had on the plane on the tarmac in Arizona with Loretta Lynch, who was supposed to be investigating Hillary Clinton, he said it was about grandchildren's children and golf. I mean, these people have to come up with better lies. This is so ridiculous. Yeah, you put dad on a speakerphone. This was a meeting in Dubai on uh, December 4th, 2015, where Hunter and Devin Archer met with the crooked owner, founder of Burisma. Um, they put Joe Biden on speakerphone because, because the owner of Burisma, Zlochevsky, wanted action. He paid for something. He bribed the family. He, he put uh, Hunter on the uh, board and he wanted action. They were coming after him. What did he want? He wanted the prosecutor fired, Shokin. And as we all know, Joe Biden uh, forced Zelensky to fire Shokin. He forced it because Shokin was looking into Burisma, the company on which his son served on the board, made $83,000 a month, the company that paid Joe $5 million and Hunter $5 million in bribes. They put him on the phone because they wanted something for their money. The idea that he put him on the phone and they talked about weather. People talk about weather a lot in Dubai. I'm pretty sure it's like hot every day in Dubai. Yeah, it's going to be hot again. You should have come up with something yeah. better, Dan Goldman. This guy has no shame. I was just looking at this stuff. He's worth $253 million. He's an heir to uh, the Levi Strauss fortune. He is such a big trader, uh, stock trader. He gets, obviously, inside information now that he's in Congress, and he makes massive stock trades. He sometimes trades more stock in a day than he makes in a year as a congressman, he may, sometimes he, he, he makes like $200,000 worth of stock trades in a day. It just, it's shameless. He is a sleazeball of the highest order. And his job today is to become the point man in this, in this attempt to deceive, to, to, uh, to, to lie, to spin. Here he is, the new Adam shift. Do we have the, the other cut where the guy asks about, uh, <laughs> if were they really talking about the weather? <laughs> Does that contradict the president's statement saying that he never talked to any of Hunter Biden business associates? Clearly he talked, whether it's about the weather or whatever, but he said specifically that he's never talked to them. Doesn't this contradict that? I, I don't know what his comment is. And if we're going to, well, I don't, I don't think that's 
what he said. He never said that he has never spoken to anyone. He said that he had nothing to do with Hunter Biden's business dealings. If he says hello to someone that he sees his son with, is he supposed to say, hi, son? Oh, no, I'm not going to say hello to the other people at the table or the other people on the phone. It's kind of a preposterous premise to think that a father should not say hello to people that the son are at dinner with. The son is at dinner with. And that is literally all the evidence is. He just admitted he just admitted he wasn't supposed to do this. He admitted he met, spoke, had discussions with Hunter Biden's business partners while he was vice president. Somebody made this point this morning, and it's a good one. If, if Hunter Biden put him on a speakerphone with his business partners in China, Ukraine, Romania, wherever, one time, this proper response is from Joe to Hunter is, don't you ever do that again. That is inappropriate. That's against the law. He never did that. Instead, he he met, spoke, talked with Hunter Biden's business partners at least 20 times, according to Devin Archer. I believe it'd be closer to 200 times because they had no they had no hesit, no reluctance to do this. They were they understood it was against the law. They understood it was unethical and illegal and did it anyway. But the idea that he just oh, happened to bump into him at a restaurant. The, the evidence doesn't come close to, to, to matching up with that. It's just absurd. You want to know what happened when, after he met with Hunter Biden business partners? We have some answers. We have some answers. First of all, uh, the aforementioned uh, 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 firing of the prosecutor in Ukraine, which he bragged about, withholding $1 billion in USAID until they fired the guy looking into his son's uh, corrupt company. How is that? All, that should be all we need. That's it. That's corruption. That's using your office to, to, to facilitate this move and help your son. That's it. We're done. But that's not all. I mean, he was asked about this yesterday, too, which is amazing. And uh, I understand the media is totally corrupt. They're totally dishonest. They're totally in the tank. They don't care. But this was just kind of mentioned in passing. Joe personally met at Cafe Milano in D.C. with a number of different uh, partners of Hunter Biden and Devin Archer, uh, met with them in person at a restaurant. He didn't just say, hey, who's the guy? Oh, introduce me. Nice to meet you. That's scumbag Goldman's take. That's not true. He met with Russian billionaire Elena Baderina in 2014, had dinner at Cafe Milano. Months later, Baterina wired $3.5 million to Hunter Biden. She was the wife of the mayor of Moscow, a close confidant of Vladimir Putin, and she's sending $3.5 million to Hunter Biden. That's a finder's fee because she got a lot more than that in business because they didn't sanction her. They sanctioned all the Russian oligarchs except the one who had dinner with Joe Biden. Are we not done here? I mean, are we really pretending that that's not the story here? We just gave you two, two examples of him using his power and influence to help his scummy son. One, he got the prosecutor fired in Ukraine, saved the company. Burisma was going under. He saved the company. And by the way, Burisma controls all the gas leases in eastern Ukraine, the Donbass region, where we are fighting a proxy war against Russia. Yeah, 
thought that might be worth mentioning. And then he helped out the Russian billionaire, the only female oligarch. She wasn't sanctioned. Do we have the cut from uh, KJP? KJP is not smart enough to even keep up with this. But she was asked about this last year. Like, do you, why wasn't Elena Baterina, the Russian oligarch who sent three and a half million to Hunter Biden, um, why wasn't she sanctioned? And uh, obviously, KJP has no answer. She never does. She just lies. But let's listen, just to look back at when someone actually spent, I don't know, 30 seconds doing some journalism and asking her this question. Go ahead. Uh, regarding Russia's sanctions, I'm wondering if you could uh, share the reason why President Biden hasn't sanctioned the Russian billionaires uh, Vladimir Yevtushenkov and Yelena Baterina. Um, how, how is he handling the conflict of interest there, giving his son was a business associate of these two people? And can you confirm that as sitting vice president, he dined with Baterina in Georgetown? I'm just not speaking to um, anything that's related uh, to his son from here. If you want to have, if you want to ask question about uh, Hunter Biden specifically, I would refer you to his family. And as it relates to any sanctions, I'm not speaking to individual uh, individual persons uh, that are from Russia. She, he just asked the journalist, can you talk about him having dinner at a restaurant in D.C. with a corrupt Russian oligarch who then sent his son three and a half million dollars and then avoided sanctions? <laughs> Again, we impeached the last guy for making a phone call and then telling people to go to the Capitol and patriotically, peacefully protest. A perfect phone call. A perfect phone call. I don't know about that, but <laughs> an appropriate phone call, absolutely. And we learn more each day just how appropriate it is. But uh, I'm just going to go through a quick list for the Democrats, and then we're going to get to the sound from this morning on CNN, MSNBC, the New York Times. We got some uh, some unbelievable uh Cuts clips from the New York Times. Just mind boggling. I think this is the best example yet. I know I talk about it all the time of the utter rot and corruption and duplicitousness in our mainstream media. This is a massive story, a bombshell. Your president, the guy 81 million people voted for, is corrupt to the core. He's a criminal. He's taking millions. He's enriching his family. He's selling out his country. We should be asking about the motive in Ukraine. The man who's making the call is compromised. There's no argument here anymore. No debate. Quick quick rundown for uh, our Democrat friends in the media who say there's just no evidence linking Joe Biden to Hunter Biden's business dealings. I'm just going to go through. All right. We have uh, now two eyewitnesses to these meetings who are in business with Hunter and Joe. We had Tony Bobulinski and now Devin Archer, two eyewitnesses who were part of the company. And you want to know how, how, how just in the tank the media is? CNN was offered a month ago. Tony Bobulinski's people called and offered to sit down with an interview, for an interview with CNN. They turned him down. They had no interest. The guy who was in running the company who knows where all the bodies are buried, who has the goods on the president and CNN says, no, thanks, not interested. The New York times never has, uh, has never called him. Uh, Washington post never called him Tony Bobulinski and they won't be calling Devin Archer either. They just want it to go away. We have two IRS whistleblowers. We have three FBI whistleblowers. We have 
this is, this is, we have 20 shell companies. We have six email aliases for Joe Biden, six different aliases. And I don't even think that includes pedo Pete. I think that's separate. Six different email, uh, encrypted messages. The vice president at the time, president now was sending his family members, these scumbags, uh, Jim Biden, Hunter Biden, Frank Biden, his kids, encrypted messages. <laughs> Ask yourself, we have voicemails, emails, texts, photos from the laptop. We have at least 170 suspicious bank activity reports, 170. And I believe they've only gotten a couple of banks. They, they get like a dozen more to, uh, to get these reports from. Nancy Mace, congressman, uh, congresswoman of South Carolina, uh, estimated that they have taken in $50 million. Andy Biggs, congressman from Arizona, put it closer to $100 million that the, comp- that the Bidens have taken in. We got no evidence. What? How, how could you have more evidence? Literally, we have voicemails, emails, texts, photos. We have a president who has said over and over and over again, he's never talked business with his son or his brother. Yesterday, that, that, that became perhaps the most laughable lie since I didn't have sexual relations with that women, woman, but the media doesn't care. They've been lied to by Joe Biden for years, and their response is, let's just cover it up again. Let's just keep covering it up. This is from uh, uh, the New York Times I, uh, this morning. We'll get, to the, uh, we'll get to the sound. Let me give you NBC. NBC. Um, did not cover NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt last night did not cover the Devin Archer testimony they spent two minutes at the start of the newscast on the women's soccer team in the World Cup and including an interview with Megan Rapino. so they'll do an interview with Megan Rapino, but they have no interest in uh, this these credible accusations of oh abject corruption in the White House. This is an actual line from a New York Times story this morning. Uh, It has long been known that the elder Mr. Biden at times interacted with his son's business partners. The New York Times wrote that after after years of parroting his lies that he never talked to his son's business partners. The Times said it's long been known that he regularly interacted (laughs) Like it's just a fun factoid. They have been have been saying the exact opposite for years, and they just throw the line in a story this morning. Oh yeah, everybody knows he talks to his business partners. Um, all right, we got to get to. I, I mean, I have so much to get. I get. I get. Uh, let me see. What do we want to get to? Let's get to uh, the MSNBC. The story. Uh, 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 spin this morning. This was amazing. They did not let me down. I got up this morning. I said, I got to watch these clowns. Joe Scarborough, he's not in. His honey, they're off vacationing. They're probably, you know, at Mar-a-Lago because they were members. Um, I don't know where they are, but uh, his fill-ins are there and they're talking about this and they had Goldman on set and then they explained why Joe Biden lied to the country for years, why he took at least 10 million in bribes, why he sold out the country, why he altered uh, policy as a sitting vice president uh, to help his son, why he fired the prosecutor, why he met with the mayor of Moscow's wife, why he helped his son and brother bring in millions selling access to him. 
Let's listen to MSNBC explain this. You got that clip? The, do you want the one about uh, uh, his son yeah. or the other? The morning. I want the about Bo Biden, you know, Bo Biden dying in combat when he was taken out of a machine gun nest in Fallujah, you know, heroically. <laughs> yeah. He, he dove on a grenade, I believe, in, in Iraq and lost his life. But this is what they're using to help their guy get through this tough time. Go ahead. Could you just, with specifics, tell us these phone calls that were a matter of such a discussion yesterday, like what were they about? What would, what would then Vice President Biden say in these conversations? You know, walk us through what happened. Right. So uh, let's put this in context. Bo Biden got very sick in early 2015. He died in the spring of 2015, which was right in the middle when Devin Archer um, had his, his business dealings uh, with uh, Hunter Biden. At that point, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden began to speak every day because they were both devastated by Bo's death. They spoke every day. The witness testified that over his 10-year relationship with Hunter Biden, there may be approximately 20 times when in one of those conversations, uh, Hunter Biden would put his uh, father at a dinner, not at a business meeting, at a dinner that he was having if he happened to get a hold of his father and would ask his father to say hello to whoever was at the table. And that was essentially the extent of it. They didn't, he, it was unclear and, and the witness testified, it's not me saying that, the witness testified that uh, a lot of times, most of the time, Joe didn't even know who the people were at the dinner table. So oh this my God, how is he not be like, like exploding and, and, and vaporized at that moment? Just, just uh, how can you tell such a blatant lie? I guess he, that's what he does for a living. I mean, he's a lawyer and a sleazeball, but that is amazing. Just simply is the, the, the most amazing part. He just admitted that they sold influence to the vice president. That's how you do it. You don't have to get into specifics. You just have to say, um, the big guy is on board. Let me get him on the phone. Hey, guys, yeah. that's it. That right there is the a, a FARA violation. That right there is selling access to your father. Of course, nobody believes they didn't talk business. But even if they didn't, the whole point is showing I can get him on the phone. I have his ear. He's on board with this. That's it. Uh, wasn't a business meeting. It was a dinner. What the hell is the difference? <laughs> What's the difference? You don't make deals at dinners. It's just remarkable. The links still go. Do we have? Yeah. And then we have, I believe this, this other cut from this uh, Jonathan Lemire, whatever his name is, this Lemire guy and Eugene Robinson, these two, these two just shameless whores on as MSNBC. He tells them that the, they were grieving the loss of Bo. That's why they you know took bribes and peddled influence and money laundered. That's how you do it sometimes. He tells him it, and then they go with it. They run with it. How they long did they it. talk about Bo Biden on this program today? I don't know, but maybe it's it's what Joe Biden always does, and they know it. He uses tragedy. He did it for when he lost his wife and daughter. He used it. He got sworn into office in his son's hospital room. He uses the loss, of, the death of, uh, of Bo Biden every damn day. He uses the death of Emmett Till. Anyone he can use, anyone. He will use it to advance his political agenda. That's what he does, and these guys help. Let's let's watch them as they as they run with this. They go with this totally absurd uh, excuse. Go ahead. 
Kinds have been remarkably candid about saying, and we don't have it yet. And even House Speaker McCarthy last week sort of pushed back against this impeachment inquiry uh, momentum because he was like, look, we don't have evidence to go that far. And as far as Hunter Biden goes, there's no doubt. I mean, it's pretty clear, even those close to the Biden family suggest that some of his behavior is pretty unseemly. That doesn't make it illegal. And it also means we don't know the role that then-Vice President Biden may have played. And it seems like, no, they haven't proven that he had anything to do with it. They haven't proven that he profited from this at all. Yet maybe he is guilty of turning a blind eye to some of his son's uh, behavior. And we should put this in context. This is a time when Bo Biden, the president's other son, was ill and then dying and then, and then passed away. Uh, so perhaps he was not as attentive to what he should have been here. But again, there has simply been no evidence, Gene Robinson, no evidence at all that he was profiting from this or he or that either of them committed a crime when it came to this. And we hear here from Comer and other Republicans, it's wishful thinking. They're trying to create yeah. a scandal when there's no evidence that they have one. This is a guy, I mean, honestly, should have a clown nose. He should have like a big bozo the clown wig and big bozo the clown. That, that, this is an absolute clown. He calls himself a journalist, a journalist. And I just went through it. I just went through it. Two eyewitnesses who worked for the company, two IRS whistleblowers, three FBI whistleblowers, six email aliases, 20 shell companies, uh, nine Biden family members receiving millions, voicemails, emails, texts, photos, 170 suspicious activity reports, a meeting in Dubai where Burisma demanded action and got action, a meeting in, in Washington, D.C. with the mayor of Moscow's wife who sent to her. There is a mountain of evidence. And these clowns, these absolute common streetwalking whores for the administration <laughs> sit and look right in the camera and say, there's no evidence tying Joe Biden. There could not be more evidence. It's just an amazing, amazing thing to watch play out um, and they, they, this is the best they got. CNN said he, and this was apparently from Devin Archer. He was selling the illusion of access, not access. And they're going with that. The illusion of access. Okay. What would that be? Okay. Let's put him on the phone. Let's meet him in a restaurant in DC. The vice president, sitting vice president. He affects, alters policy to help the people paying his son. How is that illusion? If you just get them on the phone, if you get them to show up at a restaurant and you tell the, your business associate, yeah, he's on board. See, here he is. Yeah, that's it. As, as Bombolinsky explained, that's access. That's not the illusion of anything. That is access. That is illegal. This client says he hasn't done anything illegal. He's done hundreds of things that are illegal. How much more evidence do you need? They will do everything they can to stop this investigation, to ignore it. Like I said, they, they didn't cover it last night. They got one story in the New York Times, probably the same in the Washington Post. They are spending most of the time, as usual, talking about Trump, 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 because that's what they do when they're guys in trouble. But I would love to hear them actually have someone on the panel bring up the mayor of Moscow, bring up the the prosecutor Shokin in, in, in Ukraine. Burisma's um, um, founder, this is Zolchevsky, says he has recordings, 17 recordings, two of Joe, 15 of Hunter. You think maybe Hunter, when he was completely strung out on coke, you know, like now, you think maybe Hunter spoke out of school with Zolchevsky when he was uh, demanding 10 millions in bribes? That tape comes out. What is this Lemire guy? What are they going to say? What is Goldman going to say? God, I can't wait. Oh, by the way, 
another good point from James Comer, the head of the oversight committee. He said, none of the people they were doing business with, none of the people they were taking money from was a respectable business person. They were all shady. They were all under investigation. They were all, they all have been, they all, they all were corrupt. The Moscow mayor, the the Romanian, the Chinese, they were uh, obviously the Ukraine. They didn't take money from, you know, respected business people in Great Britain or wherever. They took it from people that needed help from, because they were in trouble. They needed the help of the vice president and all the influence he had. Again, they called, uh, uh, um, Hunter Biden called the Biden brand gold, gold. The Biden brand was gold. Gold is what? Gold is valuable. Gold is worth money. That was the Biden brand. And I'd love to hear another thing before we get, I want to get to this other we have that other CNN cut. Yeah, we do. Before we get to that, before we move on, Hunter Biden took an $80,000 diamond from his connection to China for his work in getting dad to do what the guy needed done. An $80,000 diamond? <laughs> what? I thought it was a legit business. Legit business that doesn't have anything to offer, no product, no service, other than selling influence to the vice president. And B, what? Respected, legit business takes a diamond as payment from some sleazy Chinese communist business guy. Anyway, let's uh, before we move on, you got the CNN, uh, the CNN cut and explaining that it was just the illusion. This is how they react. This is right outside uh, the courtroom, I believe, yesterday after we found out that uh, Joe Biden's been lying to us for years and was intricately involved in Hunter Biden's business dealings. This is the reaction you get from the from CNN. Let's listen. So Goldman sort of explaining that Archer qualified uh, the, the topics of discussion on these phone calls as niceties that Biden sometimes didn't even know who was um, in, on the other line with his son Hunter. And, you know, sources in the room telling CNN now that Archer did not point the finger directly at any sort of a connection between Joe Biden and his son's foreign business dealings and rather, you know, um, said that he was, that Hunter Biden was selling the illusion of said access. Boris? Really a stunning development, Zach, when you consider that Republicans were selling this as as a breakthrough that would link Hunter's business dealings with his father. Instead, business was apparently never discussed, according to Devin Archer. Zach Cohen, thanks so much for the report. (laughs) Did you catch that? A stunning development, because Republicans said he was talking, that business was never discussed. (laughs) This guy, you know what he should have? He should have a little short miniskirt, like, like pumps, uh, red lipstick, you know, low neck sweater, because this guy is a, is a, just a, a, a prostitute. That's what he is. A prostitute for the administration, a newsman who says it's a stunning development. Then Devin Archer, uh, es- essentially, uh, uh, backed up Hunter, uh, Joe Biden's story that there was no business discussed. That's what he's, that's the takeaway from a CNN host, a stunning development. They never discussed business. I mean, the sky is purple, right? I mean, this is what we're talking about right now. Up is down, left is right. These people are just shameless, whores, liars. This came out this morning. This is amazing. If you're not watching along with us, this uh, Twitter account, Maze, which is really good, uh, posted this this morning, said, there's Zolchevsky, who uh, sought asylum or whatever. He's hiding in Monaco with the millions he made thanks to the Biden family. And he... uh, uh, has a fan, and would you say just a fan? Oh, can I take a picture with you, Mr. Zolchevsky? 
Nikola Zolchevsky, who gave the Biden family $10 million in bribes because the Biden family saved his business. Here he is in Monaco. You know who he's with? <laughs> yeah, can't make this up. He's with Naomi Biden, Hunter's daughter, Joe Biden's granddaughter, with the dirty the founder of Barisma in Monaco, a photo. Imagine if that were Ivanka Trump or Eric Trump or Baron Trump posing with this criminal. Imagine that. Can you imagine? Yeah, remember we got we got to remember too. I put um, Joe making out with her on uh, at the polls on my my top ten creepy Joe Biden uh, list. What was your 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 take was she looked like she just got out of the shower and didn't rinse her hair. It's kind of matted down. There's well, still it's true. there's still shampoo above her ear. I think. Joe, Joe climbed in and she ran out. All right, we got to move. I got so much to get to. I could do this all day. We should, can you, uh, can you ask if we can do like four hours today? Because yesterday was earth shattering. I don't care what the media tells you. It was earth shattering. This confirmed that Joe Biden has been lying, has been profiting, has been selling out the country for years, enriching his filthy, scummy family. They're, they're, every single one of them is worthless they're money grubbing lion scum. They are trash, absolute trash. They're, you know, they all got criminal records. They're all doing drugs and banging each other. It's like some kind of, <laughs> some kind of uh, uh, reality TV show. Look at this trash family. Look what they're doing. And uh, it's not going to uh, hold up for long, but uh Yesterday was a big, big day, and today it is uh, cleanup on Isle Biden from the mainstream media. Good luck with that. But uh, we got to get to we got to get to Kamala, who was in Boston yesterday, and she was in rare. I shouldn't say rare form, unusual Kamala form. And uh, I, I'm just going to say, but the mayor of Boston yesterday, Mayor Wu, uh, finally. You know, it's been hot. It's been hot this summer. Even in Boston, it's been hot. Well, she's going to do something about that. She's going to make sure that no government buildings are ever built or renovated with fossil fuels. So that will stop, change the weather. I think we can all agree. Let's give her credit. She's doing her part, doing something. She's going to make the construction of government buildings impossible, difficult, expensive, just really arduous by saying you can't use. So we're going to be like, some kind of Sturbridge village deal where they got a blacksmith and a guy making nails and banging nails in wood. You're not going to use Sturbridge. electricity. You're not going to use gas to build whatever we can get to that. It's just so stupid. Democrats have lost their minds, but Hey, she's doing her part. You know, she wants to work, wants clean air and clean water. That's all. First. Excuse me. We love MyPillow. Just go to MyPillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98, is only $19.98 with code word Jerry. MyPillow is made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you'll ever sleep on. Get it now and you can support this show. Because like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. 
by purchasing from my pillow. Not only are you helping out us, but you're joining in the fight against the cancel culture crowd. My pillow isn't in big box stores for obvious reasons. So you can get factory direct pricing. If you order from mypillow.com using code word, Jerry, you get the Giza sheets, buy one, get one free half off slippers, six piece towel sets, regular one Oh nine 99, just 39 99 with code word, Jerry. That's mypillow.com promo code, Jerry. I don't think I've heard Sturbridge Village since like a fifth grade field trip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's going to be hilarious. Uh, yeah, I'll do I'll do that now. We'll get we'll get to Kamala in Boston. There are three hundred eighty buildings owned by the government, you know, by schools or town halls, city halls, whatever government offices. They will now be required if they're renovated or new buildings being built to be built without fossil fuels. And of course you get this, I got the story. I'm sure the globe is saying what a wonderful thing this is. And I, I just blows my mind that nobody stops and says, will this make a difference? Will this do anything? It's going to cost a lot more money. It's going to make things difficult. It's probably going to eliminate some construction companies who can't do this. Um, but will it make any difference at all in any way? And the answer, of course, is, of course not. It's absurd. But it does kind of illustrate the, just the, the nonsense that we're dealing with, with the uh, Green New Deal, with the Just Stop Oil crowd, is they want to just stop oil. They want to make everything more difficult, more expensive. They don't care what the end result, what, the, um, what, the, what, what, what happens afterward. I mean, it doesn't stop climate change and even if it did it's probably not worth it we're a little tiny dot on the map boston so they're going to stop building buildings with fossil fuels what do you think they're doing in beijing or shanghai or uh, or mumbai you think you're, you think you're on board with this just so silly and i can't even picture it you build a building and you can't use gas or natural gas or electricity Unless it's, I guess, you, electricity from wind. Electricity from coal is out. So you, you don't have, like, electric saws or <laughs> drills or whatever. You don't have cranes and backhoes and lifts. And, I mean, it's just so silly. It's just so absurd. What, what, what is going on in this country that this is a elected official boasting and bragging about, hey, I want clean water. I want clean air. Let's stop building buildings with natural gas. Stop building buildings with fuel, like fossil fuels, uh, and it will make zero difference in the world. They'll, the air won't be cleaner. The water won't be cleaner. But somehow this moon bat mayor, oh, by, by the way, the days, uh, this is from the Boston Herald. She signed this bill to change the way they build buildings and said the day's signing prompted a visit from Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson, who praised Wu for pushing forward with the climate initiative. So this whack job, anti-police, racist mayor of Chicago stopped by to praise her. And that's uh, the, the media paints that as a good thing. <laughs> uh, one guy, um, CEO of uh, Greater Boston Real Estate Board, Greg Vassell, says it will have a very large impact in the cost of development and more importantly, if that development ever did occur in the electrical supply capacity we currently have on our utility grid. So everything's going to cost more. It's going to be harder to do, but she gets the virtue signal and her crowd gets to say, see, we're doing something about climate change. 
right, that's what happened in Boston yesterday. But this also happened in Boston yesterday. Uh, Kamala Harris made an appearance at the NAACP convention. She sat down with these two hacks, these two welfare recipients from GBH. These are public employees who do TV shows and radio shows that nobody watches and make hundreds of thousands of dollars. I believe that's Jim Browdy on the right makes like 400,000 to do a radio show. Nobody listens to, but who cares? They, their, their offices, their studios are palatial all on the taxpayer's dime. Uh, these people have never earned an honest living in their lives and neither has the woman on the right. It is amazing. So thinking she could be Joe Biden could fall off his bike today and she could be president. So a person who, again, isn't capable of you know, running, working at TJ Maxx. She couldn't handle it. She's not smart enough. She doesn't work hard enough. And she will be president if Joe Biden at 80 has an accident today. It's frightening. But here's, she said a lot of stupid things. We got a couple of cuts. One about her poll numbers, which is pretty funny. But this is the thing that drives me nuts on the heels of the uh, Mayor Wu story. Here's what Democrats and the media do. They tell young people that Climate change is an existential threat. It's going to kill us all. It's the biggest threat we have. You probably won't have a planet in five years or eight years or 10 years or whatever the erroneous uh, prediction is today. We teachers tell kids when they're young, professors tell kids when they're in college, the media tells them every step of the way that climate change is real. It's killing. It's deadly. It's, 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 it's existential. And then when the kids actually fear it, then when they lament it, then they say, oh, we have to do something about climate change because kids are scared. Well, they're scared because you lied to them. As we talked about with Catherine Clark, the uh, minor, uh, the majority whip, I mean, the minority whip in the House, the congressman from Mass- congresswoman from Massachusetts who said her own child woke up in the middle of the night having nightmares about climate change. And she said it like that's a something, that's a real thing that we have to address. no. The real thing there is you're a really bad parent. You told your child that that climate change is something to be feared, something that might kill him or her. You never know with Catherine Clark's kids what we're talking about here, but (laughs) you're a bad parent. If kids today think climate change is going to kill them, that's because people like Kamala Harris have lied to them for years for political gain. So she can lament this all she wants. The proper response is, why do you keep lying to kids? Why do you want to scare children? I mean, it's one thing to tell parents that, but to tell children that they might die if we don't enact Democrat policies and spend trillions on, on you know, infrastructure and electric school buses that you might die. Kids are vulnerable. They believe adults in authority. And that's what happened here. And the gall, I mean, it's just outright gall to think that's a problem we have to address. You're the one that caused the problem. Let's listen. So you look at, for example, young voters. I've been traveling the country meeting with our young leaders who in particular are talking to me about the climate crisis. They turned me on to a term I had not heard before. I said, tell me how you all are thinking about the climate crisis. And they shared with me a term, climate anxiety. They're concerned about their future in, in almost a doomsday no, fear about what might be within a couple of decades of now. They're they concerned about whether they should have children, whether they should own, even try to buy a home, because what does the future hold for that prospect? 
That, that, that is unbelievable. Climate anxiety, whether they should buy a home. Oh, I'll tell you what, kids, if you're thinking of buying a home, um, Nancy Pelosi just bought a $25 million home on the water in Florida. Barack Obama has a $12 million home on the water in Martha's Vineyard and another $9 million home on the water in Hawaii. John Kerry has a, water, a home on the water. The people telling you you shouldn't buy a home or have kids are lying. They are lying to you, and it's disgusting. This is a disgusting woman lying to children. We have to do something about climate change. You know what? Once all the buildings in Boston are made with, uh, I don't know what, magic fairy dust, then we can all rest easy. No more climate change. Let's do that other quick cut from Kamala because it's hilarious, and then we will uh, get to uh, Shay, and then we will get to... uh, uh, the big uh, the big tie for the U.S. women's soccer team. We're all going to celebrate the big tie. But listen to this. Just She was asked, actually asked by a journalist, ABC journalist, I guess, uh, about her terrible poll numbers. And listen to Kamala's response. Tell me she doesn't live in some fantasy world, some alternative universe where people actually don't think she's an absolute joke. Go ahead, play it. There are reports that say that you have the lowest approval rating of any vice president. I'm curious <laughs> how much of a role, if any, that you feel race and gender play in that. Well, there are polls that also say I have great approval ratings. I think the point that has to be made is that there are attempts to create distractions away from the accomplishments of our administration. We've created over 13 million jobs since we've been in office. Joe Biden and I have been responsible for 800,000 new manufacturing jobs in the United States, not to mention what we have done to restore America's integrity on the international stage. (laughs) Oh, man, she just lives in some other universe. Honest to God, she responsible 800,000. Shouldn't the follow up be? How did you do that? Mrs. Vice President? How? She have no answer. And. Honest to God, there is no poll anywhere ever. No poll. That could be in her own house. No poll has ever said she's doing a good job. She's doing a fantastic job. She just made that up. And the the journalist, I gave her too much credit, thinks she's bad poll. She has bad poll numbers because of gender and race. How come it didn't work that way with Obama? How come it doesn't work that way with all the other uh, female, black, minority, whatever? It's just absurd. Yeah, this moron of a vice president who does nothing, who can't even uh, complete a sentence. She has bad poll numbers because of race and gender. Sure she does. Idiots, honest to God. And uh, I mean, they say that 13 million, they, they forced people out of their jobs because of COVID and then they let them come back. And then every day they brag about it. Look, we created 13 billion jobs. You did no such thing and everybody knows it. But that's the strategy. Just lie, 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 lie. All right, let's get to uh, Shay, and then we're going to get to, we're going to congratulate the U.S. Women's Soccer and Megan Rapino, our friend Megan Rapino. They came up big last night against Portugal. Excuse me. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. 
And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment with one phone call. Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com. And while you're there, you can look for a job. Shea Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to SheaConcrete.com. Oh, man. we had, I know I know. we got to wrap it up, but. I could do, I could go all day today. I could go all day today. The today's I'm, I'm, you know, it's a beautiful day. We already talked about the weather, the weather. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Hi, uh, Barisma guy. He was old Chevsky demanding 10, uh, he's demanding $10 million. So how's the weather in Dubai? Oh, not bad. How's the weather in DC? Not bad. Then he meets at least three times with leaders of foreign countries, bad actors at the restaurant cafe Milano in Washington and doesn't talk business, just meets to talk about, you know, the weather. <laughs> oh, I, all I'm going to tell you, if, if you're a Democrat and you're buying this, believe in this, they are taking you for fools. You are a sucker. You're a, do, a, a rube, a fool. I mean, these are just absolute prostitutes supporting these guys. Anyway. Uh, big news. The U S women's soccer team advanced out of whatever round they were in. Um, the, um, they advanced with a stunning zero, zero tie against Portugal. Imagine sitting watching, imagine watching this, a zero, zero tie, watching the U S tie Portugal and then, uh, being happy about it. I mean, honest to God and and being happy for Megan Rapinoe. I'm sorry. I, I'm, uh, I'm disappointed in Portugal. They just missed, uh, toward the end of the game, Portugal had a good shot on goal. Bank right off the um, right off the post, or you the U.S. would have fell in defeat to Portugal. Afterwards, they celebrated. They went in the stands. They took selfies. They danced and they sang because they tied Portugal. And uh, Carly uh, Lloyd, former uh, U.S. WNT player, she was having none of it. She went after them, which I assume this means. Carly Lloyd is a sexist now and a misogynist and a homophobe and a transphobe and everything else, right? Yeah, she, does, she doesn't like the way she, they, they celebrate it, so she hates trans people now. Yes, she does. And she hates America, too. She hates America. She hates trans people. <laughs> uh, but uh, this was the same night. And, and NBC News led with a tribute to Megan Rapino, that purple-haired Kaepernick. But let's listen to Carly Lloyd. Give it to the U.S. women's soccer team, pretty good. You got this? Uh, yep. Right here. Um, the, are they, they're not in the finals yet, right? No, they advanced, though. They advanced for the tie. That's why they were so happy. But apparently it was not a very inspiring effort. <laughs> Got it muted. Here we go. Portugal and survived to get to the round of 16. What? The- I, I appreciate them taking care of the fans, but let me tell you, Carly Lloyd's butt would be back in the locker room kicking things. Throwing things. I have never witnessed, and just seeing these images for the first time right now on the desk, I have never witnessed something like that. There's a difference between being respectful of the fans and saying hello to your family, but to be dancing, to be smiling. I mean, the player of the match was that post. You were lucky to not be going home right now. Boom. 
So if you if they didn't if Portugal didn't hit the post if they scored the U.S. would be going home right now. Yep. and I'm sure the media will be applauding pl- uh, them for a valiant effort. But uh, they hang in there and advance apparently. So good for the U.S. Although I was uh, dis- I was rooting for Portugal, and I don't know who they're playing next, but I'm rooting for the other team. Sorry, I can't do it. I can't look at these women. I can't look at Megan Rapinoe and root for her. I just can't do it. All right, there's Joe Biden on the beach in his Depends. He's going to be on the beach all week, by the way, laying there, frying in the sun. No one's going to approach him, ask him about all the money, he, about selling out the country, ask him about all these explosive accusations. No ask. No one will ask. We'll, we'll just move on. We'll talk Trump. Trump. Someone, Trump's going to get indicted again today. That's how it works. That's how you know Joe Biden is in trouble when Trump gets indicted. And that's going to come again today. It's going to come in Atlanta very soon. So we'll, we'll be here for that. But that'll do it for today. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show. And we will do it again tomorrow. God save the queen, man. Am I the only one here tonight? Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com listen.